right, I'm back, and I'm a three on the monster fucker scale. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm a one on the monster fucker scale. And this is Date My Monster. Ba-dum-ba! There we go. That's our official intro. I honestly love how we haven't bothered to get intro music, but a majority of our episodes are just you saying the intro music to the point where I almost want to compile all of them together and have that be our intro music. That's not a bad idea. You could make like a remix or something just with like, um, with all the different times I've said it. Cause now we're up to six, right? This is episode six. I'm pretty sure this is episode six. Yes. I'm pretty sure it is too. Um, and for those who might be new, I oh, will yes. explain the monster fucker scale. Please do. Because it does sound weird when we just start the intro with, I'm a blank on the monster fucker scale. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck is that? Let me elaborate. <laughs> so, zero is no monster fucking at all. One is a monster fan. Two is a monster asexual, only in it for the romance. Three is humanoid monster fucker. Four is werewolf fucker, and five is horny on main for all monsters. Yes, our monster fucker scale. See where you fall. We should honestly create like a BuzzFeed quiz. Like, <laughs> It's like, are you unsure where you fall on the monster fucker scale? Take our quiz to find out. But I feel like it's the same as taking a am I gay quiz. If you have to take a quiz to figure it out, then yes, you are a monster fucker. <laughs> I mean, that, that is very true. Um, But, you know, some people just might not know where they fall. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So maybe we can create that quiz for them to help them figure that out for themselves. Maybe they're curious. They're questioning. Yeah, because I guess if you're a zero or a five, you know for sure if you're a zero or a five. But you might be like, hmm, I don't know where I fall in between. Exactly. We need need to create a digital uh, monster fucker Kinsey scale. I'll, you know, I'll get on that. By the next time, by, by our next episode, we will have one of those. Link in bio. Anyways. <laughs> Shall we get into our, our horrible beast? Yes, I'm excited for the monster you have to bring today. Yes, I'm very excited as well. Um, so the monster that I will be covering today is the Chupacabra. Ooh. I know, you mainstream. already... I know, but you knew I was going to do this one. <laughs> yeah, I went to go do my research, and I was like, oh, here's the folder. Oop, that says Chupacabra, fuck. Yep, as I was opening up the the folder today, I saw what you have for for, for your for the next episode. But the um, thing is, you look at the name for mine, and you're like, I don't fucking know what that is. Oh, yeah, I straight up have no idea, I, and I will not look it up. I, I'm, I'm going to save myself for when we record. Um, we sh- a little, a little monster date by monster virgin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. Oh, worst possible use of that word. I'm a little monster fucker virgin. Okay. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No. 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 So my parents told some friends of theirs that I've met once that they could stay at our house for the night while my parents are gone camping for the weekend. So it's just me and these strangers. I'm very glad they decided to go out like downtown to eat and didn't stick around <laughs> and have to have me explain, hey, I'm going to be recording a podcast just oh, to go what you hear. I know, they, they saved you. They, they did you that kindness <laughs> to leave the yeah. house. 
Otherwise, um, I probably would have been like, "We have to, we have to wait another day to record." Oh yeah, I would not, I would not have minded waiting another day or two. Um, shall shall I begin my my tale? Yes, weave me with your words. That's not uh, how it goes, but. Did you say weave you with your words? I said weave me with your words. Yes. So okay, you're combining two aphorisms. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You're just inventing something new. Exactly. So the Chupacabra is actually more of a, a modern monster, and I was really surprised to hear how modern it is. Um, in March of 1985, eight sheep were found murdered in Puerto Rico. Um, each of them had three circular puncture wounds in their chest, and witnesses claim that all of the corpses had been completely drained of their blood. Okay, um, okay. So... I like not that long ago, only a couple years before our birth year. Um, so, so about fifty years ago. Basically, about fifty years ago. <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's how old we are. Um, so Puerto Rico saw a series of these attacks against goat, sheep, and other livestock, um, and all of them were basically the same, leaving behind these uneaten but bloodless corpses. Uneven. Um, uneaten, yes. Other than oh, like uneaten. the puncture wounds. I thought um, you said uneven. I'm just like, oh, no, how no. do you have an uneven, like, was half of it smashed and the other half was fully inflated? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, actually, that's exactly what happened. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> the monster just has a dummy thick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the 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 clap of the clap of my livestock keeps alerting the chupacabra (laughs) (laughs) so uh uneaten uneaten not uneven uneaten um and so um in august of that same year 1995 um the monster attacked the livestock of the puerto rican town of canovanas canovanas i looked up a pronunciation but that was like two weeks ago Listen, we are not known for our pronunciation. In fact, no. we are known for not having pronunciation. Exactly. I think it's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a staple of this podcast is not pronouncing literally any place or proper noun correctly. Yes. We will learn one day. Maybe not. Probably not. I also have to confess, I thought you said 85 in the beginning and not 95, which is why I said 50 years. Oh, I thought you were making a joke about us being old. <laughs> nope. I just can't hear you well today, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I could just not be enunciating very well. Like, it could be that, too. I'll, I'll try better as I continue. Um, Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, so in this Puerto Rican town of Canovanas in August 1995, um, the monster attacked and killed over 150 animals, um, most of them goats. And so this led to uh, a comedian and entrepreneur, uh, Silvero Perez, dubbing the beast the Chupacabra. Um, and so chupacabra is actually a portmanteau of the Spanish words chupar, which means to suck, and cabra, meaning goat. So it literally, the name chupacabra just means goat sucker. Question, why was he the one allowed to name the monster? <laughs> you know, I don't think they gave him permission. I think I, I think he was a, uh, a radio DJ. Um, and I- so... <laughs> 
<laughs> he was just reporting on it, and then he just called it something, and it stuck, I guess. Okay. I was just so, like, well, you were just describing who he was. I'm like, this man sound doesn't really sound of any kind of importance. <laughs> Why is he the one who came up with the name? That's very true. I feel like I should have uh, I should have been more clear about that. That I'm pretty sure he's a radio personality, so he was probably just like talking about the news and stuff. Um, but, you know, you never know. I could be wrong. I probably am. Yeah. Um, but, anyways... Chupacabra uh, literally just means goat sucker, which is a reference to um, the Chupacabra's apparent vampiric blood-sucking abilities. So, a local woman from that town of Canovanas named Madeline Tolentino um, was one of the first people to claim that she actually saw the beast that had killed over 150 uh, domestic animals in her town. But <laughs> even though she was apparently the first one to describe it, I could not find her description of the, of the Chupacabra literally anywhere on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's uh, on the Wikipedia page just says, like, a Madeline Tolentino was the first one to see the beast, but then it never talks about her description, mm -hmm. which is very strange. Um, but apparently 30 other people from the same town also saw the beast, and really the only description that I was able to find was that uh, the Chupacabra had, quote, swooped down from the sky and leapt over treetops. That's terrifying, but also could be any kind of bird, I feel like. That's true. It can be, it really could be. And we'll, we'll when we get into like the theories, mm -hmm. um, that description kind of doesn't really make sense. Well, it makes sense okay. with one of the theories. I'm kind of surprised that there isn't any description of it because I feel like I've listened to, unsurprisingly, I listen to other monster podcasts, but I feel mm -hmm. like in another one, they like were going over the Chupacabra and they had a description for it that really matched Alien from, like, the Alien movies. And the Alien movies came out in a similar year, so yes. everyone was like, well... Yes, I don't think it was Alien. I think it was a similar, like, sci-fi movie. Um, mm -hmm. But essentially, yeah, the Alien from that movie was uh, very similar in description to the Chupacabra. Um, and so, yeah, apparently that is, like, an alleged theory that's, like, it could have just been, like... Um, a wolf, and we'll get into this later in this episode, but it could have been so, a wolf. But yeah. Are there other people who have seen it who have, like, you actually have the description from it, or do we just only have pictures <laughs> and no written record of what the description is? <laughs> no, there is a description. I, I'll get to that um, okay. very soon. Um, next paragraph. I was just worried you uh, were giving me, like, all these town people and there wasn't going to be a description <laughs> for it. And I was like, but but how do we have the pictures then? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> um, so, no, there are, there are descriptions of it. Um, I'll get to that in a little bit. The reason mm -hmm. why I'm not covering it at this second is because, like, Chupa, the Chupacabra has been seen in, like, over a dozen different countries. Um, okay. It, and so there's, like, a generally agreed-upon description, but I'm still kind of in, like, you know, describing the beginning of the Chupacabra attacks. Okay. Um, so at the beginning, the descriptions were kind of few and far between. Um, like I said, some people said it looked like it had swooped down from the sky. Um, another eyewitness um, from Puerto Rico, but from a different town called Caguas, uh, they claimed that the Chupacabra had broken into their house through a bedroom window and had torn apart a teddy bear. Um, so, so, did they uh -huh. see it do this, or just have evidence that it did this? Um, you know, it's unclear. I'm gonna guess evidence of it. Um, well, no, actually, apparently the witness saw the beast. I 
I read a sentence ahead. I, it's been a while since I've looked at this document. <laughs> um, so the witness said that um, it left behind a, quote, puddle of slime. Um, oh. And, yeah, and a single piece of rancid meat on the windowsill. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. I really have no idea what that means. I am, like, trying to look at this being, like, okay, what if it's not some mythical creature, and what if it's just a dude? And I'm just, mm-hmm. like, picturing that, I don't like it, because I'm like, so some dude broke into a house through a window, tore up this teddy bear, I'm assuming jizzed on the ground. Okay. And then left his lunch? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I think you cracked the case, actually. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) Um, Puddle of slime being jizz is probably the worst thing ever. Um, I just don't like when there's fluids involved, mystery mm -hmm. fluids, especially when it's slime, because it's like, there's only so many fluids mammals can make, and the closest (laughs) one to slime is probably jizz. Yeah, probably. Or, you know, just very viscous saliva. Like, yeah, but I feel like you can't create enough to notice it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you could create enough saliva for someone to be like, wow, there's a puddle of goo. You can make yeah. enough jizz for someone to be like, wow, there's a puddle of goo. <laughs> you can? What do you mean? Oh, you never watched porn? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm a Puritan. I've never seen. I don't know what oh, that is, okay. actually. Well, there's a lot of porn where it's just ropes of cum, and so I imagine Ah. you could have enough. It wouldn't be a puddle. Let me rephrase that. It would just be enough for you to, like, in your mind, be like, that's more of that liquid in one place than there should be, and I'm going (laughs) to describe it as a puddle, you know? (laughs) That's very fair. That's very fair. I guess maybe in the moment um, this person over-exaggerated. Um the beast, uh, sorry, the witness actually does go on to describe the beast as having hairy arms and huge red eyes. Um, so interestingly, just some dude hopped yes. up on meth. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Just very, very high. <laughs> yeah. Um, this description that the witness reports, though, is not necessarily in agreement with other eyewitness reports, um, which we'll, we will get to very soon. I want it now. Well, you're going to have to wait, okay? Fuck. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> you know how impatient I am. I know. Well, you're going to have to wait. Because I'm not I'm not going to tell you. You know, now you're never going to know. Fuck. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you. Episode's over. Episode's over. Bye, everyone. <laughs> okay. Now nah, we got we to gotta, we gotta release this so we can get some sponsors. So we can um, get more puddles of goo. All right, I'm going to (laughs) continue. So, though the very early attacks um, of the Chupacabra were only recorded in Puerto Rico, um, there were later Chupacabra sightings that that were seen in a variety of countries. So, um, it was seen in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, the Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the United States. But those are all countries, like, kind of around Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, I mean, they're all in, like, Latin America, South America, Southern North America. Um, Mm -hmm. So, mainly, the Chupacabra settings have been in Latin America. I was worried, like, when you said multiple countries, that I was going to be, like, France, uh, South Africa, (laughs) 
India, and I was gonna be like, those are those are very far apart from each other. But the fact that they're all kind of in the same ecosystem, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Well, hold on, because there's oh. uh, actually been more sightings. Of course. Um, so since that first sighting in 1995, chupacabras have been seen, quote, as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. So chupacabras have been seen in, in Maine, the state. <laughs> okay. Um, but there have also been sightings outside the Americas in Russia, the Philippines, and even Manipur, India, as recently as 2018. You know, it's just hopping on boats and getting over there. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh, maybe people it, saw it and was like, wow, it's an ugly dog. It's like rats for the bubonic plague. They just hop on the boats and suddenly it's everywhere. I mean, honestly, that that could be it. I, a lot of animals sneak on boats. Um, or it could be explained by non-supernatural <laughs> means. Um All right, are you ready for the description? I decided to be nice and tell you what the chupacabra looks like. Yes, I've been holding in my goo, waiting for this moment. Are you going to release your goo? I'm going to release my goo. I'm going to make my puddle of goo once you give me the description. All right, well, here you go. So uh, (laughs) reports of the chupacabra vary um, from incident to incident, just like other, you know, cryptids. Um, The most common description, though, is... A kind of a reptilian creature uh, with the skin. Um, uh, sorry, let me start that over. Uh, the description is mainly of a reptilian creature with a skin the texture of leather or scales. Um, the skin is also said to be gr- a greenish gray and has rows of spines or quills running along its back. So um, who's touching it to know what it feels like? I mean, I feel like you can look at something and be like, okay, that looks like it has a leathery texture. I agree, but I feel like, I always hate when people do that when they're like, they look at something and they're like, I know the texture of it. It's like, no, you got to feel it to know what the texture of it is. Well, there have been like people who are like, oh, I caught the chupacabra. I feel like every, every year someone's like. A uh, Texas couple thinks they finally found the chupacabra or killed it or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure you're the one that killed the chupacabra. You and the 30 other people before you. Listen, it's been it's been shooting its goo. It's been right. getting around. It's not just one chupacabra anymore. Right. It's a it's a it's a chupa chupa cabal chupacabra cabal. I'm trying to make a pun. It's not working. It especially doesn't work when your co-host doesn't speak Spanish. That's your well. Cabal is an English word. <laughs> it is. It is, well. I mean, it's a loan word from another language, but I mean, it does have a meaning in English. I don't know what its meaning in English you is. You know, that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, in addition to that original description, it's also said that the chupacabra is about four to feet four. The, sorry, three to four feet high, um, and can stand and move like a kangaroo, which is horrific. So, uh, kangaroo with leathery skin, leathery, scaly skin. Greenish gray, leathery, scaly skin with spines and quills running along its back. How long are the spines and quills? Um, I will send you a picture in just a second. And so you can see, but of course, just like everything, uh, it seems that that description, uh, tends to vary how long the spines are. Okay. Um, Okay. Another common description of the chupacabra is that it just seems to be a weird type of wild dog. 
Um, That's what I've always thought it was. So when you started bringing in leathery skin and scales, I was like, oh? I know. I was surprised to read that, too, because I, I thought the same thing. Um, I just sent uh, I just sent a picture to the Discord chat, which is more in line with, like, the weird wild dog thing. But it does have the spines on the back. Um, we'll see when it loads. You'll get my reaction. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. So, another description is that it seems to be a wild dog. Um, this description says that uh, the chupacabra is mainly hairness, hairless, hairless, and has a protruding spinal ridge. Um, so, I'm kind of thinking, like, probably, like, a malnourished dog. Yeah. Um, you know how, like, when dogs are malnourished, the spine, you can see their spine really well. Yeah, I mean, any malnourished creature, I think you're going to get that. And who knows, maybe, mm-hmm. like, especially blood-drinking creatures, like... Because how are you going to get fat from blood? Like, you're going to get nutrients. Mm-hmm. But oh, not, like, good nutrients. Yeah. This just looks like uh, the hyenas from uh, Lion King. It does. I was going to say, it does look like a hyena, too, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, It's not a hyena, though. It's like a... Oh, crap. I can't remember the name. Leo knows the name. It's like Oh, yeah. A, isn't there, like, a Latin American dog that... Yes. Kind of like it's, a feral dog? Yeah. If... I don't know what its full name is, but for short, it's a Zolo dog. X-O-L-O. Um, it does kind of look like this. Zolo dogs tend to be hairless. So, it is a possibility. That, yeah, because, I mean, granted, the picture you sent me is like a wooden sculpture, so I don't know how they'd add hair, but... That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, but, like, in addition to, um, like, you know, the spinal ridge... Um, like, it, they also say that it has the same skin texture, like a leathery skin texture. I think um, it's just going to be this wild dog, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, keep keep your uh, keep your mind open. We have some pretty strange explanations for the chupacabra. Okay, then. Um, so I'll just go ahead and finish uh, the description. Um, so in addition to being mainly hairless and having the protruding spinal ridge, it has, quote, unusually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Um, which I can kind of see here in the picture it definitely has enlarged claws. Uh-huh. I don't um, understand. So its eyes just stick out really far. I think it might be, uh, like unusually, oh, sunken? I guess it would have said sunken. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be kind of weird if they stuck out. <laughs> yeah. That's why when you said it, I was just like, so this thing's got bug eyes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Could be. It's a, it's a cryptid. So it's possible. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat your sheep now. The chupacabra speaks. Oh, that would be the voice of the chupacabra, though. It's like this weird gremlin voice. I'm going to sploosh my goo everywhere. No! Oh, no. <laughs> imagine the imagine a dog saying, like a wild, gross dog saying, I'm going to sploosh my goo on your goats. The on fact your that goats. it would know that, like, terminology as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it would. It, it keeps up to date on the internet. It, it, it keeps up with what people are saying about it. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but the chupacabra is said to drain animals of their blood um, and also their organs um, through three holes. Oh, this is a quote. Quote, three holes in the shape of a downwards pointing triangle. So it like takes the organs out of the holes? I guess so. How big <laughs> are the holes? Pretty big to pull the organs out, I guess. Yeah, at that point... I would just say they tore open the animal. Like, yeah. 
Like, if you have three, like, giant holes in you that are the size of basketballs in diameter, I I think that it, they, I wouldn't really call that a hole at that point. I'd call that, like, a, I don't even know what I would call that, but not a hole. <laughs> yeah, I'd just say that the thing was torn apart and had its organs together. Like, I'm thinking the biggest, the smallest you could have the holes to get the organs out is, like, the size of a hand. But at that point, why are you making three different holes? Like all your, yeah. even especially on animals, all the organs are kind of in one place. Like why did they need three separate holes? That is true. I'm thinking that maybe like in some cases, like the animals had been drained of blood through the three holes and in other times it could have been ripped apart, uh, just attributed to the chupacabra. Oh, okay. Um, that, that's my guess. It didn't. The sources that I read didn't really elaborate on that point at all. Um, but I'm also I, confused because, like, the three. So let's say it's draining the blood through the three holes. What's mm-hmm. making those holes? Does it have two buck teeth and then one tooth <laughs> in the middle? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when I was reading it. I was like, I was like, if they're in a triangular pattern then that's the only thing that it could be is, like, you just have one, like, fang in the middle of the lower jaw. Yeah. Uh. And, I mean, I guess you could be like, oh, it's its claws. And it's like, but I can see clearly, and most animals have four claws. So, like, is it just took, it's got its pinky out while it's stabbing the creature <laughs> with its hand? Like, this is, well, the three holes thing doesn't make sense. Well, as it turns out, some accounts of the chupacabra say that the uh, that it leaves three-toed tracks. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe that's a, an explanation. Um, but I feel like with claws, you typically don't use those to puncture. You Animals mainly use those to, like, slash. Yeah, like, it's weird that, like, we're giving this creature enough intelligence to be delicate with its claws to make like mm-hmm. three puncture wounds because like even humans like i don't think would be able to do that like that's not what we yeah. use our nails for like we wouldn't just slowly like we obviously we have enough uh, mental capacity to make tools for it but i think even before tools we still wouldn't have been like oh let me stab it with my nails like that doesn't entirely make sense yeah e- exactly yeah um I, I definitely agree with that. It doesn't really make sense. It could just be that, like, I don't even know. I, I think it, it's just su- such a weird description that it's kind of hard to to come up with an adequate explanation. Like, um, when, I, when you originally said the three holes thing, like, my first thought was, because I always thought, I don't know what I thought the chupacabra was, but, like, for this with the three holes thing, I was thinking more like a pterodactyl-type creature. And so the three holes is where it's picking it up with its, like, talon or something. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. I I, I I see what you're saying. The reports would say, like, the body was moved, like, the animal was moved a significant amount away. Because, like, there's no way it would, like, pick it up and drop it in the same field. Like, I feel like it would take Mm -hmm. it further away. And I feel like accounts would then say something about that, but maybe not. Well, if you remember in the original attacks, they uh, said that the beast, like, was super large and swooped down. Um, Oh, yeah. Let's see. It said... I'm trying to find where it said... Yeah, quote, had swooped down from the sky and leapt over treetops. So, that... It could be that. And there's actually a possible explanation that takes into account that the chupacabra could be a flying animal, uh, which Mm -hmm. we'll get to in a little bit. But that's an interesting idea. A pterodactyl-like creature... 
That totally makes sense. Or maybe like an owl. <laughs> a really yeah. big owl. Yeah, so like I'm trying to think of any bird. Any predator yes. bird that would go after something as big as a lamb. And I, I don't think like vulture or hawk, but those vultures wait for the animals to be dead, not hawk, bald eagle. And I don't think mm-hmm. bald eagles they mainly eat fish. So yeah. But that's what mm-hmm. my mind's my, that's what I'm set on, is that it's a flying creature with three talons and i guess it picks it up but i don't know how it drinks the blood and why it would drink the blood and why it would only pick it up with one talon my theory's falling apart as i think about it more (laughs) well it could be that they pick uh that the chupacabra picks it up with the talons just to make the puncture wounds and then drops it to drink the blood because it like if it's a bird it's not gonna have like teeth you know yeah but Um, then i feel like the descriptions would describe that the carcasses had like broken bones like and oh, there would like be some dropped? yeah i feel like there'd be some sort of evidence from creatures being dropped and i feel like we have enough evidence from like other sort of um aerial predators of i'm assuming them dropping their prey to like kill it like i feel like that we mm-hmm. would be like oh this is what that looks like oh this is really similar to that that's true that's very true um inter- yeah so i guess maybe it just doesn't pick them up maybe it just sl- like punctures their throat and then drinks their blood um but it, de- it never mentions anything about broken bones so it's possible that they could have broken bones but just yeah. no one bothered to check <laughs> but i feel like that'd be a significant thing to be like all the blood was drained and the bones were fucking shattered <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like huh well we didn't mention that at first the blood thing is mu- i feel like the bones thing is more weird it's like yeah. all the blood's gone yeah yeah whatever all of its bones are broken whoa yeah, that'd be fucking crazy. It would be pretty crazy. So I, I guess, yeah, they probably would have had to mention that. Um, okay, so uh, just finishing up the description. Um, oh, so most of the time, um, the blood-draining wound was three holes in a downward-pointing triangle. Some reports report two or even just one hole. So I'm not exactly sure how that fits in <laughs> with our theory. Um also don't know why it changed (laughs) i don't know why it changed yeah but that's just what the reports say um and uh smell wise um other accounts have said that the chupacabra leaves behind a foul odor not unlike brimstone of course Um, of course so how do people try to explain away this disgusting beast um with all its goo and all its goo um, we're going to start with the most supernatural explanation and then work our way towards the most plausible. Just because okay. I think that's the most fun way to do it. I agree. Um, so for the most supernatural, there aren't too many... Well, there are actually a, a variety of different supernatural explanations. Um, some people have tried to hand wave the chupacabra by saying it is, quote, an extraterrestrial. Okay. A demon. Okay. A living dinosaur of some kind, which is kind of what you said with the pterodactyl. Yeah. Um, some weird vampire kangaroo. Okay. <laughs> or a genetic mutation that has somehow escaped from a secret government laboratory experiment. Unquote. <laughs> I... So, yeah. No additional explanation on any of those. There's no, no evidence. I, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> you can't really prove those at all. I don't, but I feel like you can at least provide some additional context. Like, why do you think it's a demon? Why do you think it's a genetic mutation that has somehow escaped? Like, Also, a genetic mutation of what? 
Like you can't exactly. You, you can't just throw that out there and be like, I think it's a genetic mutation. It's like, okay, what do you think it's a, like? Okay, I believe you. Uh, what do you think it's a genetic mutation of? Like, oh, let's, let's oh, talk oh, oh I don't this. know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a mutation. <laughs> the government's just keeping stuff from us, you know. Yeah, the government. Listen, th- it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. They're keeping all these mutations away from us. X Men are real, okay, and the government just doesn't want you to know about it, but. Fucking nightcrawlers out there shooting his goo. No lambs. Nightcrawlers, the chupacabra. He has fangs. And I know. he can teleport. Uh-huh. Interesting. And he can kind of fly. He's just teleport and agility, but I mean, you can definitely fly using teleportation. So, yeah. so it's nightcrawler. That's, that's that's my explanation. It, we keep changing it. Nightcrawler, <laughs> but plausible. he's got fucked up teeth. <laughs> he just has one one fang right in the middle of his lower row. Yeah. Ew. I'm just um, imagining now, like, because you know how your teeth kind of, like, with vampires, their teeth kind of, uh-huh. like, fit in together? So I'm just imagining the W in the creature's mouth of where the top two fangs sit beside the bottom one fang. <laughs> That's true. That would be an interesting, uh, an interesting dental pattern. I'd like to see... <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> Nightcrawler goes to the dentist. Hmm, you got some interesting teeth. It's. I feel like if you were to bite someone, you'd leave like a, like a upside down triangle almost mark. Eh, this is interesting. And, and Nightcrawler's just like sitting there sweating. Like, oh, can I just get my teeth clean, please? <laughs> he just takes them out. No one can know. Yeah. No one can put together the pieces of the puzzle. He pulls his own teeth out to make, like, retainer-like dentures that he puts in when he goes to kill. <laughs> Genius. You know, that could work. That could be it. That's how I, That's how we haven't found the chupacabra yet. I do have to ask, since this is our, like, second blood-drinking monster in a row. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Were you like me where you thought that um, when vampires bit people and drank their blood, they... Um, their teeth were like the straws and and it wasn't what i realized later that they were just creating a wound to suck from yes oh 100 percent. yes i thought they sucked it straight through their teeth okay okay i just yeah. wanted to confirm that i wasn't the only one i don't know what made me realize but i was just like sitting one day being like oh no they're just creating a puncture wound so that they can suck from that I think when I realized it, I was watching, like, American Horror Story. Like, season five has vampires in it. And, like, I saw them, like, bite someone and then, like, drink their blood. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yes. It makes so much more sense. But, like, when you're dealing with mythical creatures, it's just like, yes, their teeth are straws. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, their their canines are hollow. Uh (laughs) Like, that makes sense. Um, so speaking of vampires, another common explanation for the chupacabra is that it's actually a large vampire bat. Okay. Vampire bat. I thought you were just going to go with, it's a large (laughs) vampire. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. (laughs) It's a, it's a four foot tall vampire, but he's very wide and got some fucked up teeth. (laughs) Yes. And walks on four legs and is hairless. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that would be but, very funny. I think that three, would probably... A three to four foot bat is equally as frightening. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
And so the reason why people think that it's a vampire bat is because vampire bats tend to live in warm climates like Latin America, which is like basically where all of the original chupacabra sightings were. Mm-hmm. Um, however, vampire bats don't typically violently murder their prey like the livestock were in uh, Puerto Rico and other places. Uh-huh. Um, instead, vampire bats make small incisions and drink the blood that way. So they don't actually like completely drain somebody of blood. And most of the time, um, the like the creatures that are getting their blood drink probably don't even realize it. Um, oh. So that is... Uh, Probably an unlikely explanation. And it still um, doesn't explain the fucked up teeth. No, it does not. It does not explain those weird puncture wounds or really anything else. <laughs> yeah. It just explains the blood being drawn in the Exactly. <laughs> yes. So now we're going to get to the most plausible explanation for the chupacabra, which will put every everything else to shame. Um, so um, I'll just kind of like describe the lead up to the common explanation. So... Uh, unlike most other cryptids, there have actually been chupacabra specimens found. Um, basically, all of these beasts have been coyotes or dogs or some, like, hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're basically all the chupacabra specimens have been dogs of some kind. Okay. Um, Barry O'Connor, who's a biologist at the University of Michigan... Um, said in 2010 that the canine's unsightly appearance could be chalked up to mange, um, which is a uh, a parasite called Sarcoptes scabii. Um, And so canines with mange tend to have very little fur and thick skin and also produce a foul odor. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. What about the goo? Um, You know, I don't have a goo explanation. Okay. It could just be... You know, scabs, like, if they are if they have mange, they might be scabby and just, like, secrete, like, pus. Oh, uh, okay. That's, that's I a mean, lot that's, of pus. What was that? That A lot of pus? Yeah. It could be. I mean, that's the only other goo that I can think of. Is there any explanation for the teeth holes? For the teeth holes? Uh, no. <laughs> um, but apparently the way that they uh, killed livestock was just, like, the wounds were consistent with the way that canines and other carnivores typically kill their prey, which is like, does not explain it. So are three holes in an upside down triangle formation normal? <laughs> well, like part like, of it's just like, maybe they're just missing a canine, but why are so many dogs missing a yes. single canine? Exactly. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree. And a, a specifically like a canine in a way that would allow them to bite in an upside down triangle formation. Well, I feel like, Um, never mind, no, you're right, that'd be, I mean, it could be a very, like, it could be a triangle that's up to interpretation as to whether or not it's a triangle. (laughs) You know, that's probably more likely what it is, other than, like, you know. We're probably thinking about this as if it's a perfect isosceles triangle, and reality is just three points that look in a triangle shape, but it is nowhere in isosceles. (laughs) Yes, or an equilateral or something like yeah. that. Yes, absolutely. I I was thinking about that too. I was like, maybe we're saying, maybe we're imagining this as so orderly when it's really not. Yeah, it's just three dots, and people are like triangle, three points. Yes, the human brain looks for patterns, so that makes sense. Um, so these chupacabra, or well, I guess canines with mange. Um, tend to go for livestock because they are slower and easier to kill than wild animals like rabbits, which uh-huh. like dogs tend to go for. 
Um, and so we already talked about how the wounds are consistent with the way that canines and other carnivores kill their prey. Um, but as for the uneaten corpses, that was one of the things I mentioned at the beginning. Um, it is possible for coyotes and dogs to kill their prey but not eat them. And I don't have a better explanation than that. That's basically all the sources said. Yeah. It, I think any animal, it's possible for them not to fully eat their prey. Whether or not it's yes. like something they do. <laughs> well, I, I I think the the thing about the Chupacabra victims is that they are completely uneaten corpses. Yeah. So like, <laughs> just saying... Oh, they can do that. It's like, okay, but is that a normal thing for rabbit dogs yes. to do? <laughs> exactly. I got no explanation of the sort with regards to that. Um, and the last thing to address is the blood draining. Um, like, a lot of the victims were said to have all of their blood, drawn, uh, blood drained. Um, but apparently, no one ever did an autopsy to actually confirm that. Of course. Um, I was going to ask... Yes, so Wikipedia uh, said, and I don't, I, I didn't check the original source on this, but Wikipedia says that a, veg, a veterinarian did an analysis of 300 victims and found that they still had blood, but it was unsighted. So I'm not exactly sure where that info is coming from. I also like how you keep referring to the animals as victims, because it instantly makes me think of a human, and I'm like, no, it's an animal. <laughs> Animals can be victims, too. They shouldn't have had to die in such a horrible way. I agree. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, no one... Yeah, people don't normally do that. Um, You're just so poor. But I am. I, I really care for these for these livestock. Um, but overall, it's most likely that this prolific, terrible beast is just a mange-ridden canine rather than an alien or some large vampire bat. And that... Is, is my tale, the story of the Chupacabra. And what a wonderful tale it was. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry, I got um, distracted because I remembered my book has uh, the Chupacabra in it. And I was like, oh, oh I want to see what it says. Because it's had, this book is the reason that we did the Beast of Gudan because it had the theory about the serial killer and I could not find that theory anywhere else. So I want to see what it has to say Ooh. about it. Delectable. Yes, please tell me what your book says about the Chupacabra. <laughs> what does it say? So this is the description. In September came the first sightings of an animal said to combine the features of a kangaroo, a gargoyle, and the gray alien of abduction lore. <laughs> it was I'm said to, to picture be, that. It was said to be hairy, about four feet tall, with large with a large round head, a lipless mouth, sharp fangs, and huge lidless red eyes. Its body was small, with thin clawed, seemingly webbed arms, with muscular hind legs. The hairy creature also had a series of pokey spikes running from the top of its head down to its backbone. Okay, so in some ways it's consistent with uh, some of the descriptions, like the, the spines... Kind of kangaroo, uh, alien, not the gargoyle part. Yeah, the gargoyle part and the webbed arms is weird. Yeah, that's very bizarre. That reminds me more of like like a swamp monster almost. Like when I think of webbed arms. Oh, or the, like one of those flying squirrels. The picture in the book is a drawing and it it is amazing. Oh, I would love to see it. I'll send you a snap of it. 
Um, okay. But also the person who came up with the na- name, they say the Spanish language U- Univision Network's popular counterpart to Oprah Winfrey. So it was a very ah. famous talk show guy. Okay, okay. I thought it was a radio DJ. I must be mistaken then. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? I know. It's so good. I love that it's drawn into, like, a picture of, like, a real place. I know. Um, okay, so this looks like it's standing like a kangaroo. It's got large spines running down its back. It's got weird, like, almost bug like shaped eyes yes like which goes with the gray alien thing it kind of looks it does yeah it has the head of gray alien, but its spines look like crystals it does they do and like it's looks vaguely furry um but it has three talons on its hands i don't know if you see that oh yeah so it could possibly support the the talon puncture wounds as opposed to the fang puncture wounds so this is interesting. It talks that there were, um, so the modern day chupacabra is like related, uh, is accounted to your, um, the original sighting in 1995, but, um, mm-hmm. a, a Hispanic, uh, North American based Hispanic cryptozoologist, Scott Corrales, um, points out that the modern reports really began in 1974 and the chupacabra's folklore dates back to the teen, Tateno Indian Tales of the Mayaboya. The first major American sighting was in 1996. So this book kind of points out that there has always been a like chupacabra-esque lore in North America. But like the Mm -hmm. chupacabra that we have was like the first, like, because it talks a lot about how it was like the first internet kind of folklore to be made. Like, because normally in the past, like, folklore has always been, like, word of mouth, where Chupacabra was the first one to, like, get such popularity and become a folklore because of the internet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's kind of built off kind of, like, this, like, earlier, older folklore. And I think just, like, with the ability to, like, you know, share stuff across the internet. Like, I think everyone has seen a video of like a chupacabra or like a picture of a chupacabra. And so it's kind of like a self-reinforcing myth in a way. Yeah. Shall we, shall we uh, give this beast our ratings? Okay. Okay. Yes. So. All right. You want to, you want to do this part or do you want me to do it? Sure. I can do it. Okay. Um, so our first category is attraction. Um, and the attraction category is how drawn to them are you, not just physically, but as a person, to their character? How much do you respect and admire them? Do you feel love or that you're headed in that direction? No. Yeah, I'm not really... This is going to be very much similar to the Beast of Gudan, I feel. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> it is just a mangy dog. <laughs> um. well, it's literally got a parasite. Like, it's yes. infected with something. And even if you go off the one picture I sent you, like, it's not attractive. And it doesn't have any great qualities. Like, it's just like, I'm gonna go eat some livestock. <laughs> like, everything about it is designed to be the most horrible thing it could be it's, it's just too much goo for that reason i'm going to give it a one <laughs> for the goo reason for the goo oh no no no! for all the reasons that well oh. it, that is a main reason <laughs> <laughs> it is it is not a small reason 
In um, that case, I'm going to give, give him a one. I'm going to give him a two because of the goo. Okay. Okay. So the so the goo acted in your favor then. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So next is compatibility. Do you have enough common interests, values, beliefs? Do your personalities and lifestyles sync up? Do you work well together when it comes to conflict, compromise, sacrifice, and pressure? Hmm. I mean, I, don't, I will say. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. You go ahead. I don't really have um, an interest in destroying livestock. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, also, the beast seems like it's nocturnal. It likes breaking into people's houses. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to say that we don't really have that much in common, like, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I sorry. I think if I'm we were to ha- have any conflict, he would just mm-hmm. uh, either get very angry, like, very mad, or he mm-hmm. would try and, like, make things better by, like... Like what a cat does, bringing me a present that I do not want. <laughs> it's an entire cow. Yes. And I'm just, <laughs> just like, drops a goat. Uh-huh, a dead one, too. And I'm going to be like, listen, I want live goats, not dead ones. So inconsiderate. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to have to have to rate the Chupacabra low on this one as well. I'm going to give him a two. Oh, I'm going to give him a one. Interesting. Okay. I feel like I can respect the grind. Okay. <laughs> so that's why, that's why uh, they get it too. All right. Oh, sorry. Were you about to say something? I was going to say, I feel like the grind goes more with confidence than compatibility. Okay. Yeah, that might be true. We'll, I might change my rating as we get to confidence. Um, so confidence, uh, this one requires an almost entirely intuitive response. How much do you hope, want, and believe the relationship can go the distance based on your feelings as well as your perception of their emotional investment? Um, what do you think for this one? <laughs> I think he is confident, but in a crazy way. I can see that. Kind of like unhinged confidence. Uh Uh-huh. I also feel like um, confidence in the relationship is, again, in a crazy way of where he's just like, I don't know. Like, I'm just imagining someone going through a psychotic episode, but like 24-7 and being like, let's go on a date. Let's go to the movies. Like, just freaking out. And I'm kind of like, can we like stay in for the night? And they're just like, yeah, I guess. But like, they're also like moving the entire time. And I'm going to be like, hey, can we calm down? Can you lay off the meth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is correct. And then when they when you do sit down to watch a movie, they'll leave and go kill a goat. Yeah. Yeah, because they can't they can't handle not doing it. Yeah, or they just can't sit still. Or they're going to leave and then come back, and when I go to my bed, there's just going to be a puddle of goo, and I'm going to be like, really? We've talked about this. You can't just leave your goo in the bed. you got to clean up after it. Yeah. Come gosh. on. <sighs> not the goo again. <laughs> ah. The goo is my favorite part, and it only came up in one instance. You know what's so funny? It's not a puddle of goo in the original description. It's a puddle of slime. We've changed oh. it to a puddle of goo. <laughs> I feel like a puddle of I mean, of I feel like it's better. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely the same thing. Um, ugh, fuck, I don't know what to give this thing. 
The thing is, now thinking about the confidence kind of raises the attraction because I feel like it would be so much fun for a little bit to be in a oh relationship with someone who is psychotic. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you could put high on attraction but low on the treat you write uh-huh. um, to, to encapsulate that nuance. Um, however, I think I'm going to give... Um, I'm going to give a 2.5 on the confidence. I will give a 1.5, and I'm going to change my attraction to a 4. <laughs> to a 4? Okay. You're going to double it. 3.5, okay. I was going to No, no, hey. You can, it can be a 4 if you want. I'm just, just surprised. Just because it's going to be fun, like, really fun. Like, I'm going to be excited just to experience it. I know it's not going to last long. I do not want it to last long. But, like, yes. like it's going to be something where, like, I see him and he's interested in me. And I'm going to be like, okay, okay, like, yeah. But internally, <laughs> like, like if this person were to come up to me at the bar and I wasn't worried they were going to murder me right away, like all women are, I would be, like, yes, actually interested in just a, like, how I am in everyday life where I will just sit there as disaster is happening because I'm like, I want to see how this pans out. And that would be amazing. him coming up to me at a bar. I'm going to be like, I want to see how this pans out. And so, yeah, I'm giving him a four just for that. <laughs> okay, great. Well, it seems like you've written 3.5. Are you going to change that? I, Are you going to do a four? Okay. All right. Okay, last one is the treat you right factor. Um how well does this monster treat you? Will they take you out to McDonald's and insist you order off the dollar menu? Or will they plan an elaborate scavenger hunt picnic to celebrate your one month? Hmm. We've established this, this creature is just going to bring you um, animals. <laughs> Dead animals. Yes. You, J- just corpses. You get to make your own dinner. <laughs> I mean... Fresh meat is kind of considerate. Yeah, that's that's nice, but he's not doing it for the right reasons. That's true. He's that's not, very he's true. He's not doing it because he's like, hey, I thought you'd like some fresh meat. He's doing it because he's like, hey, I thought you'd like a dead corpse. Here, I want you to eat the evidence, <laughs> basically. That's, I don't even think that's his logic. He doesn't think it's evidence. He's just like, this is for you. I've brought you... <laughs> Mother... Mineta, what is it that cat meme? What? Oh, have you seen the cat meme with the Mineta, where it's like, mother, why must you kick me <laughs> like a football? Oh, yes, I think. I, okay, that sounds so familiar. I'm now thinking of it with the chupacabra of like, mother, why do you not like my present? Does mother hate me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do not <laughs> like this present. I think just because I think the, I mean, kind of as a side effect of bringing you a uh, animal corpse is that you do get fresh meat. Mm-hmm. I will give a three here. I was going to give a one, but I'm also tempted to do 1.5 just because I'm going to give 1.5 just because you get the added benefit of meat and pelts but that's true it's not my favorite sur- way to be sourced surviving the cold winter mm-hmm. all right so where is, does that leave us it is officially oh, sorry, lost it we now have something lower than the beast of gudan 
It does. I'm very surprised by this. Yeah, I, think I the, don't hate it as much, but I, uh, mm-hmm. as a creature, I don't know. The Beast of Gudean is a deadbeat. Um, the Chupacabra is just psychotic, and I think those are two different Very different energies. Yeah. I think the reason why we scored the Beast of Gudan so high is because of the serial killer theory. I remember listening to the episode and we were like, yeah, that's pretty badass <laughs> if it is a serial killer. <laughs> Um, well, not badass, but I mean, yeah. I think that might have been what we said. Um, okay, do we think the Chupacabra is gay? No. I don't think um, it has enough mental capacity to even consider anything like that. So I'm okay. just going to leave mine blank. <laughs> Interesting. I'm just going to leave it as no, uh-huh. because even if it can conceive of that, it is not gay. I don't know. I feel like it's just vibing. I'm just going to put vibes. <laughs> Please do. Oh, God. Vibes. I feel like this, Amazing. this a creature is living for the um, two to three days in which it came while it has mange, and then it's dying. Yeah. I mean, balls to the wall. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was that was the Chupacabra. I enjoyed this. Even though it was, like, more of a mainstream monster, I learned a lot. Thank you. I'm glad. I I was kind of apprehensive to do a mainstream monster, but I was reading through Wikipedia's list of cryptids, and so that kind of... I I saw it, and I was like, okay, I don't really know that much about the Chupacabra. So that's mainly why I chose it, to just learn more, but Mm -hmm. I figured it would be kind of a wild ride, and it was. Yeah. Learned about a lot of goo... Yeah, I, I, that was literally only one, like, uh, maybe three words mentioning the goo out of the three pages of notes that I had. Um, you <laughs> and you just latched be, onto yeah. it. Did you expect it to be my focus for the entire episode? Uh, you know, I will say I did not. <laughs> I'm not upset about it, though, because it is, it is pretty funny. I didn't realize it at the time. Um, but... Yeah, I, I had if I had known I would have talked more about the goo and the slime and the and the excretions and stuff. God. But. Oh, I don't like it when you say excretions. <laughs> <laughs> next time next time I'll bring you a cryptid that excretes a lot. Uh, just exclusively excretes goo. Exactly. Exclusively. Well All right. Yeah. That that has this has been our episode. Oh, I've been back. I've been Tyler. Bye. Bye.